Friends, this was uh, easily the worst week that I can imagine in in my lifetime, uh, literally drowning, just trying to keep up with the grief, with the loss, with the information streaming in between social media and the news networks and who's saying what and on what side. It, it, it's just literally overwhelming. Uh, my sister lives in, in Ephrath in Israel. Uh, you know, expressed that from the time that she moved, you know, seven to 10 years ago, you know, you spend so much time visiting sites. Sometimes you visit old biblical sites, places where we believe Avram or Yitzchak or Yaakov were, or sites that existed from Tanakh and certain battles that took place, or even from modern Israeli history, things that took place from 1929 or 1948, 56, 67, 73, various places, battles, but they always end with and we won in the end. And here we are safe and secure with an IDF in charge of our land. And this instance, it's so hard to be in the middle of the story. A knowledge that we will win, but we're in the middle and no one knows how long this will be, how much more losses we'll suffer. It's just so hard being in the middle of the story. And to a degree, that's really the story of the Jewish people. We started Parshish Bereshis. And Bereshis begins with a base. Begins with a base. Every Gemara, every Gemara does not start on page one or Daf Aleph. There is no such thing as a Daf Aleph. Every Gemara starts on Daf base. And even Art Scroll, when you want to look up Parshish Bereshis, it's on page two. We're always in the middle of the story. It's as if we are always in the middle of a long story of Jewish history. And I'd like to share just some thoughts on what took place over the course of this week, really summarizing it in three words, classic, famous words, Mi Ke'amcha Yisrael. Who is like this nation? Who is like us? There is no one, no other nation like us. And I'd like to share them in the context of that base that second letter of the olive base, because the Medrash really asks this question. Why is it, out of all the letters, if Hashem is going to start his Torah, if we were to choose what letter it would begin with, obviously we would all choose the Aleph. The Aleph is the first letter, it's number one. What's the idea, the Medrash asks, that Hashem should specifically choose his Torah with the letter base? The Medrash gives three answers, each of which I think is so relevant to what it is that we are experiencing right now. The first answer the Medrash says is that the letter Bayes hints at the idea that it was not just one world that was created, Bereshis, in the beginning, but Bayes. There were actually two worlds which was created simultaneously, one which we see, one which we live in, one which we can feel and touch, and that is the Olam Hazeh, this world, but there was another world created simultaneous to that in Olam Haba, a world that we believe that we are destined for. And these two ideas that a Jew needs to know from the very beginning of creation, it's with a base because there were two of them, a company the Jew on every single day of our life and especially throughout the most painful and difficult experiences of Jewish history, Yisrael, a nation that have had to go through so many painful experiences knowing, but this end is not the end of it. This is not the goal. It's not only about what takes place in this world. There's another world of truth the world of the neshamas, the olam haba that we are destined eventually to get to. And Mika Amcha Yisrael in 2023, after all the crusades and the pogroms and the inquisitions and the holocaust, that who would have thought what other nation still deals with what we deal with? Reeling 
from a loss of what's now estimated at over 1,400 souls murdered on a single day. It's 2023. We thought we were past that. It's not true. We are still experiencing that. What other nation still has to deal with that. What other nation in the world says, Avinu Malkeinu in shuls on a Shabbos? Avinu Malkeinu Chamol Aleinu. Take pity on us. Ve'al Olaleinu V'tapeinu and on our children and on our infants. What other nation in the world has to pray for pity on its infants that they shouldn't be slaughtered in front of them? What other nation... What other nation has a day of rage declared 6,000 miles away and a nation trembles here in the States and schools are closing in New Jersey out of fear and we have to have two armed guards with machine guns sitting in front of our building because we all know when there's a day of rage, we all know who their targets are. Mika Amcha Yisrael, and this is the most solemn sense of a Mika Amcha Yisrael that we have to be afraid, that we have to deal with all of that. But it is a long journey to the world of truth. And the Am HaNetzach, the eternal people, which we are, is lo mifached miderech aruka. We are not afraid of a long journey. And it's a journey we've been on, that we continue to be on, and that we will win, but that we know there are two worlds that were created, and the world that we're in is this temporary world in which we use every moment of life that we have in it to prepare but it's a vision that we have that sometimes carries us through these most difficult and dark, dark days. But we are an Am Anetzah. We are that eternal people towards that eternal world. And that is critical for us to know. The Medrash then gives a second answer. The Medrash says, you know why the Torah started with a Bez? Because Bez, the letter Bez, the second, represents Bracha. Oneness, the Aleph, to be alone is not a recipient of bracha. Bracha requires a multiplicity. It requires two. All the words in the word barech, beis is two, resh is 200, chaf is 20, are derivatives of the number two because that's when bracha can be found, when you join together, when you're not just alone, when you have a larger entity. And this week has seen Klal Yisrael join together in a way that I don't remember ever seeing before in such a beautiful manner. I saw posted, I'm sure you have seen so many different things, one which said, Dear Hamas, I don't really know what your plan was, but I can only tell you have brought us together stronger and closer than ever before. Mika Amcha Yisrael, to see the resources that have been pouring into Eretz Yisrael from around the globe. It, like, it's unbelievable the amount of money, supplies, everything to the degree, Mika Yisrael, that an Israeli government, I got a message, had to send out, please stop calling our military suppliers and their factories looking for vests and helmets. It's disturbing all of our supply chains and our lines, and we've spent years building up relationships, and they're being swamped because every guy in Brooklyn thinks he knows a guy, and he's calling up, ordering, the, please, the government... <laughs> Stop, let us do it ourselves. You could send us money, but please don't contact them anymore. To see the right and the left and the religious and the secular, everybody join together for one common cause. How many times have we seen a posting of someone walking in a soldier to buy a cup of coffee and the person next to him who might be from a totally different world saying, I'm Yisrael Chai, I'm paying for this. My own parents <laughs> went to buy a pizza in this store because the place was empty. They felt bad. And the guy said, I'm not selling to you. I'm only making pizzas for our soldiers. 
and Mika Amcha Yisrael to see all of those resources is down in the soldiers themselves giving it away to the children in the southern communities, thanking them for living there. This scene that we have seen this, year, this week, what a, what a people we are. And to see it's not just that we all join together, but it's the sense that we are one single family. And that idea, which is so powerful to see. You know, we, I'm sure you've all seen this posting as well of some non-Jewish co-worker coming over to his Jewish co-worker during this week and saying, I'm so sorry to see what's going on. Do you have any family in Israel? And like, yes, just about 7 million. That's the reality. That's, that's who we are. I have a colleague in, in Toronto that's also went around and posted, I saw in a lot of different places, who saw a posting that they need some housing for some of the families in the South who are being evacuated and moving them up north. <coughs> He was in the middle of something, a rabbinic colleague, and he called up the person who we saw the note from 45 minutes later to try to help out. And the person, you know, he has family in Israel, I could help. The person says, don't worry, we took care of it already. He said, oh, I'm so sorry, I missed it. How many people did you place? He said, 6,000. <laughs> 45 minutes, because we're one family. And when one family needs a place to stay, there's no question. That's, that's, what, that's, that's who we are. And it's been a beautiful thing to see, particularly after all of the past difficult months with the judicial reform at our core, our true colors have come out. We are one nation and one family. And one of the amazing things about the Jewish nation is that we do things with humor. And amidst all of this difficulty, I, I, I'm sure you've seen as well, the, the Jewish people have continued to live and to live with humor. Um, I'm sure you saw the postings from the Sephardic soldiers down south. Please, Ashkenazi women, stop sending your food. This situation down here is hard enough as it is. And we had situations in which, um, you know, together with all of the supplies, I had one soldier, I saw a video, uh, the leader of a platoon in the South said, He said, please, we need, he's speaking in Hebrew, of course, we need so many things. He says, we need some socks. And then he like pans out from his phone and there is a warehouse on his base with socks from the floor to the ceiling. And we need tachdonim and we need more underwear. And then he just keeps moving the phone along. Um, and you see like, uh, you know, just along the t- piles and piles and piles of everything they can imagine. And he says, and, and we could use a few more diapers. <laughs> it shows how many diapers were sent to the front lines. There was a separate picture of a whole platoon who, who put diapers on adult diapers on top of their uniforms to send it out, like to thank everybody for sending them their diapers. And then lastly, the soldier says, and last thing that we really need down here, we could use some more feminine products. And he shows, again, boxes and boxes. Like, Israel, what? You know, but the Jewish people want to help. And so they sent every single thing they can imagine. And they just, you know, and we do it, we do it, we do it with humor. And I'm sure you saw the little skit of the, uh, of the American who shows up at JFK at the LL uh, counter with 54 duffel bags packed with supplies. And the uh, LL woman, all four foot, and, uh, you know, 11 of her says, eh, you packed these bags all, all yourself? <laughs> Oh, the Jewish people, that facing a war, an existential war for our safety, our security for, with nations who are avowed to destroy us. And as they sing and dance from the front lines, and you've seen all of those amazing videos, still keeps up a sense of humor. Because the Medrash gives one third answer. The Medrash says, you know why the Torah begins with a base? 
Because if you were in the middle of a baize, you would find yourself trapped. The baize is made up of a line above and a line below, and then a wall behind. And if you were in the middle of that baize, you would only have one direction you can go in. And the only direction you can go is Kadima. You can move forward. And the Medrash says, because a Jew is always in that position, and we go forward. And the Medrash's vision is you can't ask questions about what came before, what's above, what's but we move forward. But that's a mission in life. We have to continue moving forward. We have neighbors who live next door to us in Atlanta uh, for 15 years. And a year after we left town, they moved to Eretz Yisrael. Four boys, they've all been in the army, they were all called up. And one of them was supposed to get married this Wednesday, three days ago. <coughs> and uh, war, of course, uh, the attacks were on Shabbos. One of the boys was called up on Sunday. So he came back on Monday. Came back and when they pushed the wedding up and they made a wedding, but there was already a, a, a prohibition on large gatherings. They had 50 people on a rooftop and uh, they got married on Monday. All the community danced them when they uh, finished with the wedding service. They were going from one apartment to the next, stayed in Yerushalayim for a couple of days and then went back to join his troops. Um, join his platoon. You know, you could say like, well, why are you doing that? Like, just wait. That's not how you, we, we continue living. And how many videos have we all seen of bar mitzvahs and brisin and other weddings? The Jewish people, we move forward. We continue to live. And that is just the approach that we have. That is what we do. We are a family. We do this together with an understanding of the Amanetzach. We're an eternal people living here for a few short years, but we have an eternity at stake and we continue always moving forward. On a personal level, I was always just thinking this whole week of like what to do, what to take on, how to handle and try to just absorb the magnitude of the loss and what we're facing. And one night, as Griffey and I were listening to Israeli radio and they had just released the names of another 30 soldiers or so who had died fighting off the terrorists, which is worth noting, they have, they have collected 1,500 terrorist bodies in Eretz Israel that the, the, the heroes fought off 1,500 of them. And so they had released the names of a number 30 that had died. And you know, in the Israeli radio, it's a per- perfect, dark, uh, deep voice. And he reads off all the names and their ages and where they were from. And after he finishes the list, he says, he says, I'm trying, we're trying very hard to say each name and pronounce it appropriately. If there's anybody listening and heard that I mispronounced a name, please call me. Please let me know so that I can say it correctly in the future. And then he says, and here's my cell number. And he says on national Israeli radio, gives out his phone number, please call. What a family we are. I was listening to that. And then as the numbers came in, 1,300, now 1,400. And I said to myself, 1,300? We don't talk that way. Is that a round number? When, when do we deal with round numbers? It's, it's 1,376. It's 1,425. We don't even have a number, but it's not just a round number. Every single person is a soul, is a world. How could this happen to us that we just talk in 1,300 people died? That's not accurate. And it should never be that we can talk that way. We have a poster in the front of our shul right now, a horrible poster of the faces of those killed. It's a full poster and it's not even 350. We need four of those posters to be able to grasp the magnitude of what we just lost. It's been a long-standing tradition amongst the Jewish people that we learn Mishnayos in memory of those who died. 
One of the things that Hamas just took away from us is Simchas Torah as well. It's a horrible tragedy. I'm already thinking, like, what's going to be next year's Simchas Torah? So I thought that that's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to learn a Mishnah in memory of those who died, those who were murdered and butchered in their homes, in the streets, as soldiers protecting our, our land. And every day, what I'd like to do is learn two Mishnayas, but before learning them, we're going to say the name of four people who died, their age, where they were from, so that it will take us an entire year if we start Mirza Hashem this Sunday and we list four different names every day over the course of an entire year, we will get the 1,400 Kedoshim who perished Al-Kiddush Hashem. And if we do two Mishnayas a day, we will complete the entire Seder Moed, about 668 Mishnayas. I'm building in some days just in case we miss one or two or we could only learn one Mishnah a day because it's long. And it's appropriate. We'll learn about the Moadim, about it's a Mesechta. Each one of the tractates have to deal with Yantiv and make a Siyum on the Seder together as a community on Simchas Torah next year after having spent the entire year naming each person who died was killed and learning in their memory and then making a seum on Seder Moed. I will send out recordings of it. We'll have a WhatsApp group. If, if you want to learn just one Masechta with us, that's great. You want to learn every day. If you just want to listen to the name and say some a parak of Tehillim because that's more meaningful or you just want to listen to the names. But join us. Join us on this program to honor those that died, to keep it alive, and to do something that we ourselves are moving forward through it, that we are going to learn, we are going to grow, we're going to do something so that this event continues to live with us as a family, as an Am HaNetzach, but always moving forward. May all our soldiers be blessed to return home safely to their families. May all the captives be safe and secure and be returned home to their families as well. And may we know no more tzara like this as we daven for everyone's safety and security. May Mashiach come quickly, a to the entire Jewish people.